Is that what I'm saying? Rough Trade Radio. 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 How's that? Hello, and welcome to a very special podcast. It's the Counterculture 2017 podcast, where we discuss the big tracks from last year and all the burning issues of the day. With uh, John Webb's here. Hello. Um, are you excited to be back for this special podcast? Yeah, it's nice to uh, come in here. The like the room, the box. Yeah, remind you of the inside of your mind. I, I painted it. Yeah, like so. and this match. This is what you're, it's like in your brain. In my brain, yeah, just, just darkness, less cluttered. Yes. <laughs> so you've put together the compilation. That's why you're doing this. Yeah, that's right. Did, are they all your choices? No. So <laughs> <laughs> the process is: um, I sent an email out, probably the summertime. Can you remember when you when I sent the email? out? Well, I don't you? remember receiving it. Do you send it when you know everyone's off because you really don't want their input? <laughs> <laughs> I remember you receiving it because you replied straight away with about thirty picks. Any of them make it? Uh, one, I think. <laughs> oh, it's breakfast muff. Was that my selection? Was <laughs> yes. it? Yeah. Okay. So that's good. No, um, Hazel. Hazel English. Was that English mine as well? Was yours as well. That's good. Okay. So, yeah, I sent an email out to all the stuff saying what songs do people like this year. And then from there, I, I compile a, a compilation. With and that, so you had to listen to them all? Adding some of mine as well. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to them all and then figure out what what kind of would work on a, on a mix. Yeah. I usually make a mix of what I think would be good and listen to that for a couple of months and then add stuff. Obviously, we can't get everything licensed. I was going to say, yeah, so, the, so, you, so you make your ideal mix. Yeah, like the, stuff the, dream, the dream team kind of thing. And then as time progresses, people drop out for various reasons. Do you play a lot? To use the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering why people don't why they drop out because it seems like a great CD to be on. If we paid a lot, maybe people wouldn't drop out. What do you pay like hundred quid? Um, Only I'm chasing the invoice for one two thousand and five. Yeah, I was on one one year yeah. as well. Actually, it was, you, a, it was hundred pounds. Hundred pounds. I think it was two thousand and five. I, I was on. I think it's, it's more than that. It's now. not right. Okay. But the the thing with this year is that. We have it on LP for the first time ever. Oh, that's great. And um, the interesting thing, I think it's interesting, is that certain people wouldn't license the both formats. So what we have is that's an LP weird. with different tracks to the CD. Well, they wouldn't license that track, but they would license another track. They wouldn't license the track to both LP and CD. Some people would, but quite a few people wouldn't. Why? I don't know. There must be some. There's a, obviously a reason that's industry in the, yeah it know, must like, be this yeah um cloaked in some kind of music industry <laughs> <laughs> a bit of advice to all bands if someone wants to put your record out for, for 100 quid just do it i think it's 200 now 200 so. that's good money you know oh you know we've all you know i think that's about two million spotify plays isn't it that's yeah probably that's, that's you probably that's probably about yes yeah, what lady gaga gets a year from spotify so it's good money today you know crazy you should never say no never say no to anything you've said no to stuff uh, a Taco Bell sponsorship. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Do you regret that? No. No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I've done most things. I said yes to virtually everything, but I said no to Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they weren't asking me to pose, but they wanted us to be in there. Rock you, the you, rock. Are you serious? Yeah, they wanted us to be in there. Rock the bunny issue, um, which is like an issue they do every year, which is all with bands and stuff. 
And they asked us, this was like 2006, they asked us. And I was like, no, I draw the line. I'm not, you know, I can't, can't, you know, I can't do Playboy. You know. Who would have done Playboy? You'd have done Playboy? Yeah. Yeah. Would you just because. What's wrong with being sexy? (laughs) (laughs) So, back to the compilation. Um, so how many tracks have we got here? Thirty. You've got a lot of notes. I got. I just got notes for some tracks. Oh, they're just in a, it's yeah. in a big font. It's just yeah. Don't worry about these. It's just I just want to know what's on it. Okay, so you're putting together the compilation, um, and you th- you're thinking about the mood and the genres as you as you move through the comp. No, that's actually I don't like that kind of because previously we often yeah. do them differently. Yeah. So often we start with, and you know a certain type of feeling, often more guitar-y, maybe Americanery, and then. We move into dance on side two, but you haven't done that. You've gone. I was never a fan of that. Really? Approach. Why um, is that? There are there are guitar tracks back to back on it. There's a run I think of about um, three or four guitar songs that are. But you're okay. All female mm. vocalists, but I I quite like that. Guess I'm contradicting myself a bit, but. I don't know. I like the fact that it's a compilation, and you just you don't really know what what's going on. No, it's quite nice. It, well, you can't get com- too comfortable. It's like it. the radio, I suppose. When you listen to the radio, they don't sort of think, "Oh, let's follow that guitar track with another guitar track." They can't do the opposite. And then so you can't. Way, you can't. You end up digging a hole. You yeah, can't get out of. Yeah, and you're left with like a, a grind <laughs> track that you can't. Yeah, that you can. That you can't put on there, and it's dropped. If not, yeah. So it's, that's that's exciting though, because often I'd just listen to the first disc. Of a counterculture CD because that was because yeah. my zone. This is the thing, which is. But then I'd miss a lot of magic. Yes, yeah. like no, you should be made to listen to tracks that you maybe wouldn't yeah. choose to listen to. Because the voyage of discovery, isn't it? From Absolutely. the fountain of culture. Yeah. Um, and I am turning the tap <laughs> on for you <laughs> to to drink <laughs> from the fountain. Um, no, but like going back to the original question, it's it's the staff's choices, and obviously you can't get all of them on there. And then it also depends on on trying to get the licensing as well. But that's the the premise of counterculture, and um, that's always the way it's been. Nothing has changed about it. It's it's not. It does remind me of working in the shop because obviously I work upstairs, so I don't really choose music. But I love the fact that I just get played things I'd never listen to because obviously I have quite simple tastes. A couple of genres don't really stray from out of them, you know. But I get to hear like incredible, you know. Just this morning, Sid put on a record which I think must have lasted about an hour and a half, and it sounded like the same song played over and over again. But I wouldn't have heard that otherwise. Sunny used to put on stuff that sounded a bit like the building works being done next door. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I wouldn't have been, you know, been exposed to that if I didn't, lucky, didn't work in a record shop. So now, now you're exposing other people to what I have to listen, sit through every day. It's basically, yeah, and maybe we should should intersperse it with some industrial drilling noise. <laughs> we used to play a game, which was, could you tell, you'd hear the noise, like, is that something Sonny's put on or is it the builders next door? <laughs> Very difficult to play some days. <laughs> um, um, do you think we should play a track? Yeah. This? We're going to play some tracks from this um, today. Um, have you picked out any, or shall I pick one? Um. Well, like I was talking, saying to you before, I didn't. I deliberately didn't pick anything before I came in. <laughs> you deliberately didn't prepare for this. Deliberately didn't prepare because I'd been staring at the track listing for the last three months. But um, I thought it might be quite nice if you were prepared and I wasn't. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm not usually I that prepared. To school, and really. as you can see, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna play a track, pick a track now. I, yeah, I'm just gonna. Look, I think let's go for another weekend 
by Ariel Pink. Oh, this is off the Bobby Jameson album. It is, yeah. And I bought Ariel Pink's an artist I've always really wanted to like. Yeah. But I've struggled to get into him. It's a guy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Did you know that? No, no. I just assumed it was Honestly, a band. Yeah, I just assumed it was a band. He's called Ariel as well, I think. That's his name? Yeah. Ariel Pink. A lot of my friends really like him. Yeah. And um, I just could never really get on with it. No, I, I've never... I've, it hasn't been offensive. It's the sort of record that they put on the shop for me. And I, every time I ask what it is, like every time it comes on, like a Caribou record. Be Everyone like, loves that. Ariel Pink and be like, oh, yeah. it's oh, that it's, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is quite a weird one because these, they're not... Often it's new people coming through, new bands coming through. That's kind of counterculture. I mean, we do... Obviously, people do sort of pop up who haven't been on it before. Can you have been on it before? Can you get on it again? Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Going into this, I was like, no, if you've been on it before, no way. Be be but Nige said to me, oh, Mom Dance has been on it before. And, um, oh, yeah, they won, um, but with someone else, wasn't it? I See, I couldn't remember. And I didn't want to I didn't want to go and look through to see because I felt like that was a bit defeating the point a bit. I was yeah. Like, well, why, why shouldn't they be on again? Yeah. So I don't, I feel like Ariel Pink's probably been on before. I think he has. But it's a great song. But what the, this is the year, the first time someone's been on two years running, I think, which was is Big Thief. Big Thief. Oh, because Masterpiece was on the last one, wasn't it? It was on last year's. Which and I, Shark Smiles so good. And that's on the LP, not the CD this year. Okay. But that was a real because I put um, Masterpiece on last year. Yeah. I'd send you. I remember sending it to you. Yeah, absolutely. Being, what, like, and what, what an amazing song. Oh, it's incredible. I still listen to it like, yeah. all the time. And um, and then when I saw that it had gone this year, their album had gone into the top 10, I thought, why not? Yeah, and Alex loved that song. That song, I Shark Smile. It was and, so yeah. good. I remember it came out and Alex listened to it. Like, I could see him on Spotify listen to it probably 20 times a day. That's what I did two with Masterpiece. Just, yeah, just couldn't stop. I wish it didn't have the noisy intro because I've got it on like a playlist of songs of the year. And it, it does disrupt it slightly because obviously most the rest of it's just country and that. Yeah. <laughs> and it does. Well, this is why it's a bit noisy. The first track on, on LP. I can three. see that working. Yeah. Okay. Um, so turn it over. Yeah. We've gone a bit 360 here, haven't we? So we're going to be playing Aerial, Aerial Pink. Pink. Yeah. We've started talking about Big Thief. But this is good. We want to talk about all the songs. Yeah. We want, so we're fun. trying to cram in as much as we yeah. can. Yeah. So let's, let's listen to Aerial Pink and uh, another weekend. Yeah. Yes.
there we go. There is Ariel Pink and Another Weekend. Great. What can we say? <laughs> what can we say? It is a great song. Really good song. Ooh, what, should, what should we play next? Well, I think I think we should take it in turns and that would make okay. it your, your pick. Oh, okay, so this... Let's do my... Oh, this is, let's do my pick for... The, the actual pick that I forgot it was so long ago that I'd submitted it. It was Are You a Feminist by Breakfast Muff. I love this record. I, I mean, as soon as I saw the cover, so it's the flip side to Baby Boomers, and this is the other side, and the cover's just a really badly drawn picture, and it, they're called Breakfast Muff. So I'm immediately I'm sold. It look, and, the cover looks like the record sounds, yeah. I, I think. Which is the key to a great record. Yeah. It should all, you know, I'm always disappointed when I pick something up and it's it's like, that's not, that's not what that sounded like. You've tricked me there. So this, it sounds exactly like it. It sounds, it's a mess. But it's in a really great mess, and it's angry, and it's there's some great lyrics on there about some, the vocals are really good as well. So yeah, really, really good singing on it. And she's on that spinning coin record, that one. Oh, is she? Right? Yeah. It's really and is, it, is it one of Joanna Newsom's in, in the band? Or one of Joanna Newsom's? Joanna Newsom. I wanted Joanna Newsom. One of Joanna Newsom. Yes. The, That's the danger if you call yeah. your your yeah. band like a play on yeah. on someone else. Easily, yeah, I'm going to get it wrong. Yeah. Exactly. Is one of Joanna Gruesome in? Yeah, I probably. Uh, it's, it's yeah, it's Joanna. It's it's someone from Joanna New Gruesome. Spinning coin, rapid tan, and hairband. Rapid tan's a great band. Yeah, it's really good, <laughs> and uh, it's great. And it's really angry. It's like a. It's a song for. I guess for for, for nice, to shouting at nice people <laughs> for being feminists in a way. Do you, did you, you go to the, the end, did story? You end up going no. To so what happened was, shall I tell the story? Yeah. yeah the story so because... it's the story was so they were playing on a Friday night. Now I have the the kids. I picked the kids up from school. Got two kids. One's nine. One's eleven. But they are yours, right? Yeah, they're my children. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I went back to school. Yeah. So I picked them up from school on a Friday, and usually it's not a problem. So now and again they were in stores, but this Friday, breakfast muff were playing. Now my son, well, he was going to a. Uh, some sleepover, so I didn't have him. So I just had my daughter, she's nine, she's into Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, the good stuff, you know. Um, but I'm thinking two of them wouldn't bring them because they'd just you know get bored really quickly and they rub off on each other and they'd both get bored. But when one of one of them, I could do, I was like, I could do this, let's go to the in store. So I said to her, you know, do you fancy going to an in store tonight? Um, to see a band at the shop. She's like, oh, that sounds fun. What are they called, daddy? I was like, what are they called? Uh, breakfast muff. <laughs> and she was like, oh, like muffin, <laughs> like breakfast muffin, like we have sometimes. Like, yeah, <laughs> kind of like muffin. Um, yeah, and I was like, so we carried on talking about what they're like. I was like, you know, like I'm doing all the things that she'll like. You know, it's like they're like girls, they're like a squad. You know, they're like Taylor and all her friends, but just a bit more punky, like Green Day. It's all these key words, things she'll understand. Green Day, that's a, that's a good. Use one. Green Day. Kids I, I, love kids love Green. To me now. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like you know, like Taylor Swift singing Green Day songs. It's like you know, this is how I'm selling it to her. She's like, okay, let's have a listen. I knew you were in trouble. You see, now I knew you were in trouble because obviously, yeah. not the band. Oh, okay, busted. no, <laughs> no, busted. I could, she'd have gone to see them. Um, so I had to put. I didn't put this on. Obviously, the language is a bit saucy. It's a bit blue. It's a bit blue, which I was concerned about. Bring oh, no, it, I'm, yeah, there bring is it a line that's, uh, yes, I won't F you, yeah. yeah. So, um, so I didn't um, didn't play this one, which obviously they probably did do at the in-store, so I probably should have thought ahead of that one as well. Um, I think I played a Baby Boomers, and um, 
we listen to it, we sat there listening to it. I was like smoking, driving back, we are from school, and I'm, I'm looking at him, smiling, like thumbs up, like here we go. Me and you, yeah, breakfast and afternoon, guys. <laughs> and then it just stopped, and, and she just it stopped, and I was like, a bit of silence. And then she just said, uh, Daddy, do you think Demi Lovato will ever do an install? <laughs> and that was it. Breakfast mum was off the table. And that she is it. next week. Oh, no, no she's she didn't. <laughs> Genuine excitement there. Genuine so you, you didn't. So you didn't go. Didn't go. Again. Didn't go because I, I just was. You know, I tried it. I gave her the option. She's just like, nah. Here, yeah, this is a song that my um, daughter hates. <laughs> hates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, "Are You a Feminist" by Breakfast Muff. Okay, so it's probably, um, we've had that, Breakfast Muff, that was... Great, it was good, wasn't it? Really good, great noise. Do you want to chill out a bit now? You, I can see you getting a little bit... <laughs> yeah, a bit riled, a bit you know, yeah. Um, and go, let's go for something a bit different. The, this track um, is by Michelle Menini. Would you? Is that how you would pronounce that? I know you're very good with their French. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've heard me on the other podcast. Yeah, that's uh, Menini. <laughs> that's pronounced... <laughs> Michelle Manini. Uh, Rave Oscillations, which features a sample from Silver Apple's track Oscillations. Okay. Um, I don't know anything about this track. So this is it, great. If you not heard you probably haven't heard it. No. You? I, I wouldn't I hadn't heard it either until um Chris or Sid submitted it. Right. Counterculture. It's on R and S and it's just it was a twelve and it's just basically as you would imagine 
an RNS twelve yeah. sounding with a sample, a silver apple sample on. And um it's the original is one of those tracks where I kind of it kind of annoys me a bit now. Because I've the heard it so apples. many times. Right. Do you ever get that with songs that you just yeah, heard it's so definitely, much? Yeah, that I just they're can't. They're great. They're yeah. amazing tracks. Um, yeah. But this this take on it has kind of breathed some new life into it for me. And it, there's something about it. It's one of those, it's quite long, I think, but it just feels like it passes you by in like 20 seconds. Great. It's really kind of, you become quite absorbed in it, or I do anyway. Um, if you, somebody's slightly more intelligent, might not. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> is it something you dance to? I could definitely try yeah. to dance this this song. Yeah. You still a dancer? Um, no, not since the incident. No, no. Um, I've stopped dancing. I just never felt comfortable dancing. No, I, don't, I mean I did drunkenly. I, I only dance like there's two ways of dancing because it depends with dancing, which is a tangent here, obviously, but it's important because it's dance music. Let's talk about. So I think it's like when you're. When you grow up, you learn to dance, and I don't think you ever lose that. So I learned to dance in like the heart of Manchester. Um, so I dance a bit like the Stone Roses. So and like baggy, baggy. Yeah, so like that's a baggy. Quite, that's not really dance. That's just it's just sort of walking, sort of walking, swaying, and then you mix yeah. that with um, Wham and just a straight George Michael. So you're mixing, you know, Ian Brown with George Michael way more before you go go because those are the those are the sort of key areas. That's my. Oh. That's when I was. Learning to dance, I so guess. So if you if you were to if you couldn't dance and you were to use those two songs, it, it's, yeah, you have to play them both at the same time. <laughs> it's, the dance is just a mix of the two. It's you know it's George's swaying and then it's like the sort of tambourine stuff that, and then just the walking on the spot. I've never really used my legs to dance, and I think that's because of the time I grew up. I'm my, I'm just very, I'm quite quite daddy when I dance, so I go I really go down that avenue. Right, you can go straight dad. Go straight dad. So the, foot, the one foot. I'm, right. I'm with, basically. So I'll go like full dad. Right. I mean, it's not no good doing visual things here. What you, you did, lasso. The the fish, the you know, the reeling in the fish. <laughs> all, of that, all of that stuff. I and mean, that sounds like a great dance. Yeah, yeah the mean, reeling in the fish. Yeah. Quite, you know, when I'm really in the zone, I'm pro- it's probably quite something to behold. And it would go well with this track, I imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's hear it. Yeah.
<laughs> what wonderful dance music that was. Oh, there we go. That was uh, oh, French. Michel Minini and Rave Oscillations. Um, Fantastic. Great. R&S. What a label. It really is. Yeah. And um... still going. It's amazing that it's still, you yeah. know, it's still such a big, and still putting out great records like that. I was worried that they weren't going to license this, this track for right. us. But I don't know why I thought they, they might. But they did. They might want to keep hold of it because yeah. it's such a gem. I suppose but, that's it, yeah. And also maybe because of it's got the silver apple sample, it, it might not yeah, be. It might be difficult to yeah, do that, but yeah. Yeah, it was fine. That was a good one for me because I'd not heard it either. And it's because of the Cannes Gulch compilation that I'd heard it. And yeah. I was like, wow, this is great. I really love this. So that's the thing we sort of experience through the counterculture. I know every, every year, the same thing that the people who come into the shop, who buy the album Absolutely, and then find yeah. new things. It's the same for us. It's not like we all sit around and say, oh, yeah, that's what we listen oh, to all year. Oh, you're not going to put that yeah. on <laughs> We haven't. You often haven't heard it, you know, because we listen, there's different shops, West, stuff they listen to in West we might never hear over here. Um, so it's, it's just as exciting for us. I'm very excited about this conversation. I already, I, I think it's a great one. I mean, I guess I would say that, but I do. I think it's. A, I think it's been an amazing year, though. Yeah, it has been a really good year, and it was. It was one of those. It's quite hard to to trim it down to yeah. like eighty minutes aside. Yeah. For um, the CD, we had to cut a couple of tracks out. So yeah, it could it could be a could be triple CD. Well, that'd be a box set. Yeah, people haven't got that much time. <laughs> no, but I that is really hate box sets. Do you? I was just saying how much I like a book. I like a booklet, you see. I love a, getting a box set and having a booklet to read. Yeah, because you just, you, you, you sit down and you're like, oh, this is nice. And then, oh, turn, turn over, yeah. Whereas well, you've got it on your phone there. For the old, <laughs> this is not good for put on the Bose speaker, you know. <laughs> sit back, you know. Yeah, I just, uh, it does um, annoy me. Yeah. The, you know, the cow's culture is on. On both two, formats. So, you, yeah. So two you, LPs. You, right. So you, yeah. And a lot of people like turning records over some people just turn them and don't listen they, to them yeah they just stand over turn yeah. to them and just turn it's them just turn, it's turning them. <laughs> um so where what's, are we at what's what's my... so you chose that you chose the oh no it's your go isn't it sorry <sighs> so, so i suggested um i didn't suggest this for the compilation i wonder who did this is a star caller so this is a rough trade artist easy license you'd think yes nigel um yeah put this one forward this is uh, Starcrawler, the new Rough Trade band. Having done two singles now, yeah. album's out January 18th, I think. Um, and uh, this is the first single, LA band. They like to rock, and they're very entertaining. Have you, see, have you seen them play? Oh, I've seen them. You have? Yeah, I've seen them. Wow. Yeah. People love them. People love Starcrawler. And this song has got loads of... So, well, it's like Ants. It's like Ants. That's, gonna, that's not going to be about Ants, is it? Um, and it probably isn't, but actually the lyrics are just about ants and pants. But you know why I like this song? Why? Because it's short. Ah, oh, I so love a short song. It was no, it was yeah. like, we can get that in there. Is short, how short is it? What coming? It's under two minutes, I think. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. I used to love a short song when you're making tapes, which I guess exactly. is what you're doing. Well, you, you, I always used to squeeze the short one. You'd be like, I've got about, I reckon mm. about a minute and yeah. a half left on this tape. And yeah. then you just find the short song yeah whatever album. i had a few short songs that i'd use as stock like like get your the... own songs no <laughs> i had kanicki's girl's best friend yeah um which is, comes in at about a minute which is great because you've got that minute left it's one of my favorite songs anyway i'd always use that a couple of Ivor cutler songs um i'm happy that come in at about 50 seconds or something so if i ever made you a compilation it would often have one of those two songs on there because 
they were just perfect for that. So this is great. This is old school. And this is what you're doing, making a mixtape. Do you, when you were making it, do you have in mind who might be listening? Like if you used to make a mixtape for someone, it might be a girl. I imagine it was a girl. Um, I've made mixtapes for girls and, yeah. and boys. Actually. And boys, yeah. And once my uh, business studies A-level teacher. <laughs> true, true story. <laughs> How did that come about? <laughs> um, well, f- we were we were pals. Yeah. He took me to see Arab Strap in you went, Oxford. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, so he's, uh, well, that's, that's fine, isn't he it? Was, it's not a problem, is he it? He was a young teacher. Yeah. So I would have been 17, I guess, and he yeah. was probably... And that's fine, isn't it? Well, on a friendship level, Yeah. I think it's fine. He took you to see Arab Strap. Yeah, we went to see Swingers. The film. The film. The you went to the cinema. <laughs> in uh, those... Yeah. Phoenix. You want to see that famous bromance, the <laughs> swingers, that famous John Favreau bromance. And um, this life, do you remember this life? What you stayed in and watched the box set? Stayed. <laughs> I went. Used to go around to <laughs> his uh, bedroom because he lived on on the campus on on the school ground. <laughs> and got really drunk on. Um, <laughs> Uh, what, that aniseedy oh, drink. Oh, um, Perno. I used to love Perno, and yeah. Then, uh, fell and fell over on the, when I walked home that night quite badly. Do you remember? Is there anything you don't remember about the night? <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing, no, nothing like that went on. You that definitely was... fell over. Is that how you, got was... you, is that how you hurt yourself? <laughs> I mean, I, you, you shouldn't you shouldn't mock it. You, got, you don't That's understand a it. That's a nice friendship. It, I mean, when it was great. So he, he would make me tapes. Tape. Forget, we would make lo- each other tapes. He made me. Yeah. He made me a tape. It had, a, it had an, an ex uh, from a Sean Hughes. Um, I used to up. love that when you put a bit of spoken word in. Oh, and that's the first tape, I'd, first mix I'd ever heard that had that. And it was it was fantastic. Yeah. It was so nice just to, yeah, just to break up the songs. It was yeah. in between a full track and a Smith track. And it was. That's really nice. Actually. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, I imagine yeah. it's a funny piece. Can't remember what that. What that it, yeah, but oh, we went to see Sean Hughes together as well. It's a great friendship. Yeah, but I because I grew up in the in, you know, the kind of small town where the last bus out stops at like six in the evening. So often you stay over at his. <laughs> <laughs> no, he lived uh, in that same town. Uh, so. Okay, right. So you have to. Yeah. But he had a car. Oh, so uh, you could go so places. He would dro- he, we would go. He'd be like, "Do you want to go and see?" Arab Strap tonight in Oxford, and, and you like, knew who Arab Strap were. Loved yeah, Arab Strap, I still yeah. do, but you couldn't have gone otherwise. I wouldn't have. No, I wouldn't have been able to go otherwise. That's amazing, actually. That so it great. was like a lifeline into. It's like Goodwill Hunting, isn't it? This. Yeah. Yeah. On a lower, lower budget. Yeah, like we're yeah with a better soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Compilations and mixtapes it is all about kind of someone showing, guiding you, perhaps. Yeah. Down um, an avenue that you might not. Have gone down. But what's <laughs> what's nice is that you kind of get them there, but you can't just you kind of need to have things that they're familiar with, things that you know they're going to like. What's that, what I like about the compilation is you're putting stuff in it. You, there's things you know people are going to love, you know, and that, that's the way you can get people to listen to something that they probably wouldn't normally listen to. Do you imagine who do you imagine you're making them for? I don't mind them for make for yourself. Yeah, basically. Do you just say as long as so you're just like I suppose you have to do that. Though. You can't start imagining. Oh, if you put that on there, Nigel won't like. You know, you just I think do Nigel is someone who I do think about. Do you? Do you I wonder. Do, do like, you? I need to get that um, cult of wall track. Yeah. On, otherwise, Nigel had me up against the wall. It's a great cult of wall track, actually. Um, but it is good. But that's classic Nigel. 
a track like that. It doesn't feel like we've got as much Nigel on this. No, there's as, oh, as previous years. I try and make sure that everyone that submitted a track has at least one on there. Obviously, yeah. if they've got good taste, they'll have more than one. On yeah. There. So I've got like my taste is it's all two. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a taste level two, so it's not bad. That's quite poor. Yeah, I'm it's not quite on poor. I think that's what I submitted. I think someone like no, you definitely submitted one too. Did I? Yeah. Oh, I put more in. Did I? Thin in by Snail Mail. I'd have put forward, but I knew you already loved that track, so you probably Snail Mail was probably one of yours, wasn't it? Yeah, that was one. That's on the LP and not on the CD. Uh, um, yeah, that's that's, shame, that track that's... is. It, I was thinking of, of playing that one today, but I I feel like I've I've over championed it. I haven't heard. I mean, you've championed it to me. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like the listeners have ever heard you talk about it before? No. I think we should play it. Thin I don't by think s- past you, Joff. No. <laughs> just, no. You played it to me. I loved it. Alex loved it. Do you know Matt Petrino loved it? We're going to see them in January. Oh, really? yeah. Um, I didn't know about this. Yeah, they're playing at the uh, have you got room for Line of Best for me, Fit. Maybe? I'm getting on the guest list. Oh. Line of Best Fit um, five-day forecast. You know, on the Friday night. Snail Mail. Lexington, is it? Yeah, Lexington. Oh, fantastic. So that's a Friday night. Petrino, you, me. Massive night. <laughs> <Go wrong. laughs> we should hear it now. I think we should hear yeah, Snail we Mail. Should hear so that. this is um, thinning. This is by Snail Mail. Tell me about Snail Mail because I don't know much. Um, so sh- I think maybe when this song came out on. It was on cassette, cassette wasn't it? First, yeah. Yeah, which was this year, I think, but early on. We didn't get on Lindsay, cassette. Lindsay, I can't remember her surname. I think she was 16. Really? Yeah. So she's obviously a bit older now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, she's probably data and business studies teacher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but South by South West uh, this year, she was the kind of everyone was swarming around. So I know that tape got reissued on on. Um, but yeah, on we got vinyl. on vinyl. We had some over here from New York. Yeah. But I'm not sure what's happened if she signed to anyone yet. Um, but this track thinning is, it's one of those ones where. I heard it and it just made me feel like I was 16 again. Yeah, the like, words are amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. just the lyrics are incredible. And I, I felt that with the Always album as well. It's another, they've got a track on here, Lollipop, Ode to Jim. And I felt that with that album, I just felt, it was it just poured over me and I felt like this is what I used to feel like when I'd hear like Tallulah Gosh. When something like this comes along, all the Always records, it was just doing something that people have been doing for, for years, you know, just making great indie pop music. But they just bring something fresh to it. You're yeah, like, it's it gets so, through the, that, yeah. arm, that armor. It gets through that arm, like, yeah. And it goes straight uh, to your heart. Yeah. Let's hear it. <laughs>
hang on a sec. Um, we just so we just played Thin In by Snail Mail. We weren't meant to play Thin In by Snail Mail. No, that we, we just were, got a bit carried away in the moment. We were actually meant to be playing Ants by Starcrawler. Do you see what's happened there? We need to go back and play Ants now. Here it is. This is this is Ants by Starcrawler. <laughs> go all's right with the world again there we go back on track <laughs> back on track um so what we're going to play now that we played those two we should probably play something yeah we i get... think we should play a princess nokia oh uh, yeah this is this is alex's album of the year this was quite a weird one for me because i had the i think it was it was just put up online a while ago the album which is now the 1992 deluxe yeah which features it's deluxe because I think it's got it just because it's got the track Goat on. Oh, that's the only I difference. think so. Maybe okay. I'm wrong, which is the track we've got here on Cam's Culture. Um, but I heard heard some stuff a while ago online and um, just fell in love with it. So, yeah, so good. It's great. I love the record. It's uh, and um, I said to Nigel, Nigel is, is one of the directors here, in case, yeah, you know, people need to know. A bit. He's also just the guy that stands behind the counter in West and sells. I mean, he, he, yeah, he's, he's not like he, he's in an office in a faraway no, no, palace. No. He's very much on the short floor and he, and, and he talks to people. And he, what he loves to do is sell I guess as I said, to people. He's, he's a director because I felt it like sounds, he had an air of importance. Yeah, him. it sounds like he's... But he, what I, he's just been here for like yeah. 30 years. Yeah. It's con- for the listener, just to clarify for the listener. So 1979, yeah. I think he started. But he's, yeah. It, how did he become director? He should really just be working on the shop floor still. (laughs) Anyway, I said to Nigel, this track, have you heard it? Obviously, Nigel was like, no. And um, I was like, well, we should look into trying to get track for council culture because I think she's going to blow up. Going to blow up, yeah. And uh, Nigel, and I said, 
weirdly rough trade the label seems to be posting quite a bit about her on their instagram oh really so i said maybe you could just check in maybe i thought maybe they were going to manage her or something so nige emailed and uh, it turns out that jeff travis's son is his first signing to the label no way yeah. so he works there now yep what's his name um we don't know his name tom is it tom travis it's kind of a weird label for her to end up on I really like the fact that she's done it though. I think it it's it's a bit like Margot Price being on Third Man. It almost makes more sense of her, and I feel like it, it, it than it would if she was just on. I feel like it's a really great thing when bands do that because it means that they're probably going to reach a different audience to who they would. Yeah, might. and it's weird that that happens. Like John Morland did the Four AD record this year, and I thought it was just also their that Dean Blunt album on Rough Trade, which yeah, again is again was kind of like. But yeah, no, it's, it's that. This is what labels need to be doing more of. I think. Yeah, just kind of getting out of there. Because people are still quite passionate about labels, and they're quite they're happy to just go along with whatever they put out. You know, and you trust the label to a certain extent. Yeah, you're exactly, and you should do. Listening to. And you're right, labels have got to start doing that. They've got to, because that's that's all they've got really. It's just that they, all they've got is the power of taste and curation, really. Yeah, and the same with shops. You know, that's all we can do as well. In this world, this crazy world where Lady Gaga earns two hundred pounds a year from her record sales, you know it's <laughs> on spot. It's, it's a crazy world, and so you think, well, all we've the only hope we've got is to try and get people listening to things and just and just and just relying on and trusting gatekeepers. I feel like you need it more than ever right now. Yeah, I agree. Because there's totally. literally, if, if there isn't one, then 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 it's great that everything has the same chance to get through. It's very punk, and it's great, you know. But at the same time, it it means we're on the same same. You need, to, otherwise, you know, no one's going to know if you know the new Margot Price is better than the new Shane Ritchie album. You know, someone needs to say, although the Shane Ritchie album is good, it's nowhere near as good as the new Margot Price album. You know, and someone needs to make that differentiation. Otherwise, that? although the Shane Ritchie album is good, but it, you didn't haven't got a track here. I see. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it's coming out at Christmas, so maybe you've got it on next year's. <laughs> I think it probably needs to cut. Off, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> <laughs> we could still play a track. I've got it upstairs. <laughs> Should we just pause it? You can run, up, run upstairs and <laughs> grab the CD. Um, yeah, so, but that's what this is all about. This whole compilation is about sort of us trusting us and all our combined knowledge. Yeah, and it is these... very much that. It's There's lots of people that work here with all different tastes. And it's not an arrogance thing, like trust us. Um, no, I don't really trust myself. I, I'm not. When I say trust us, don't trust me. I just think you're but, guaranteed to hear something that you're that you'll go. Oh, what's this? Yeah, because they're just exposed to that, and they they. I mean, especially the people on the shop floor. I always think, you know, I'm upstairs, you know, and it's. It, but everyone, the, the, their passion for music is just unbelievable. And Nigel over there, and everyone at West. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, the that, of stuff. they're on the front line, and they see it all. You know, whether it's someone coming in. Yeah, with something that they're putting out themselves, handing yeah. over the counter, some to listen to, or um, you know, like a, a thousand Bjork albums turning up, yeah, or whatever it may be. Um, people are excited to listen to things, yeah, and discover. Yeah, and this is a reflection. Of this this CD is a reflection of that relationship. Exactly, which is why you know it's called counterculture. <laughs> Ca I get it, counter because of the counter. Ah, uh, there we go. How many? How long have you worked here? Um, on and off, 
11 years. Oh, okay. 2000, yeah, nearly 12. So we've got ne- nearly 30 years between us. I think Nigel's there. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming in. He's coming We've got a special in. guest. Special yeah. guest, Nigel House. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Uh, hang on. Oh. Oh, okay. we press pause. Come in, special guest. We were just talking about you. Just maybe. talking about you. Oh. Yeah, Nigel's here. Ah, oh, how are you? What are you doing? Counterculture. Oh, great. Yeah. Go, well, let's hear it then. This is Princess Nokia and G O A T. Okay, so next, next uh, you've chosen, which is a Nick Hakeem track. Next, the next track, and Miss Chew featuring Jesse and Forever. And I don't know anything about this. No, I, I didn't until um, putting this compilation together. Tom at Rough Trade West sent this one over. Um, it's off the his debut album, I think, called Green Gw- Green Twins. Green Twins, yeah. And I don't know why I found that so hard to say. <laughs> um, Queen Twins. Queen Twins, I think that's <laughs> what I wanted to go, yeah. go with. Kind of their Daffy Duck kind of thing. Um, describes a superb psychedelic soul, 
two words together which kind of scare me psychedelic and, psychedelic and soul yeah so yeah, I mean that be... immediately I'm saying I'm not going to like this yeah so I wouldn't but be... you're saying you do like it and we all know I often like the things you recommend so well yeah I wouldn't be put off by that um, no description we should probably listen to Nick Akeem Let's listen, I think I think we should just hear it and you can make <laughs> your own mind up <laughs> Oh, my God. 
Whew, that was some psychedelic soul it's there. Great. It's got some sax in. Yeah. And, um, Solely. You know, yeah. we could reference Jerry Rafferty. Yes. Who has died? No, I... Yeah, he did die oh, no, a, while, yeah, a while ago. Right, I, okay, you look, I, your I shoes. I was the proud, proud owner of a pair of his brogues. His shoes are cool. <laughs> True story. <laughs> I thought he'd also died there. I knew about the shoes, but I thought... He, he, he is dead. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's not make light of that. 2016. Anyway, saxophone in a song is is hard to pull off, but yeah. uh, Nick, Nick Hakeem just it worked. amazing. Yeah. That song is so that. good. I'm going to listen to the album now. Definitely. And the cover, the artwork's amazing as well. It's that. like one of those... Uh, it's a bit like the OCs. Yeah. Oh, it might even be the same guy that's yeah. done, done it, but... Uh, I, I think we should wrap up with, with one more now. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one here, and the, I'm gonna pick this, but I have no idea what it sounds like. Oh, okay. Which is a risk, but hopefully you do. Why are you picking it? Because it's called "Did You Hear the Owls Last Night." I love this one by Karen Guire. What's yes. What's the story? Um, I heard it, it on a twelve. It came came in on a twelve. It's kind of I guess it's te- loosely techno. Okay. Um, she's kind of twist twisted the techno thing into something that sounds quite fresh and different to me probably isn't even techno actually yeah. I'm a bit out of my depth, <laughs> but, but it's in that it's we do we it's file in it that, in techno i think we do yeah, yeah okay but, um she's uh, she's an american living in england now yeah the, the song title with the reason you pick this yeah the, the, all the song titles on the 12 inch are amazing really yeah. all things i mean that's because if you see that song title, i'm just like i need to know what that's all about because well, you would love. I mean, once you've done this, you can go and have a look at the track list. Yeah. But, but the track itself is brilliant as well. And um, so should we, we should probably listen to it, I guess. And this is where it ends. So if, if you want to hear anything else, there's so many things we haven't mentioned: lowly rolling blackouts, coastal fever, jerk curb, lies, sacred pause. Who else is on there? Uh, feature. There's a track called Psalms, which is probably my favorite song of last year. Uh, didn't play that. Didn't so you had to buy it. Yeah. Uh, Jane Weaver's on there. She was in the top ten. Flatworms, it's a really great compilation. You've done a great job. If you like turning a, a record over, yeah, it, there's something for everyone here. So yeah, keep an eye out for it. It's coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> so here it is. Uh, this is Karen Guire. And did you hear the owls last night? Goodbye.
Rough Trade Radio. Reviews and subscriptions help to support what we do, so if you like what you hear, then please rate us on iTunes.